And good morning. Welcome into In Focus on News Radio KMAN. Today it'll be an education theme here on the program as we'll get an update here from Manhattan Ogden Schools and Manhattan Christian College a little bit later on. Introducing our guests here today from USD 33, Assistant Superintendent Eric Reed joins us in studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Brandon. Good to talk to you once again. Kristen Brighton is joining us via Zoom today uh, from the school board. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good to talk to both of you here. It's uh, an exciting day here in the school district because it's the last day of the school year, and I I know a lot of folks are uh, really looking forward to uh, wrapping up the school year. Yeah, last day of the calendar year, last student attendance day, so half day. Reminder for everybody, I believe the middle schools are out at 1055, high uh, the high schools are out at 11 o'clock, and the elementaries are out at 11.55, I believe. So we should see buses running around town a little sooner than normal. So, Kristen, just from your perspective, putting a bow on this school year, what does it mean to you? I think everyone's glad that we've made it through. I think everyone's ready for years alike. Um, but, yeah, we, we finished wood things have gone a lot better with the pandemic and so i think everyone's just glad for a couple months to catch their breath yep absolutely and there's uh, uh just because the end of the school year uh is today does not mean that we don't still have some things coming up on the calendar uh, michelle jones sent a bunch of announcements here do we want to read through that list here this morning sure i can take that yeah there is a lot going on um manhattan virtual academy graduation is this saturday at two o'clock in rezac auditorium and that's always a a fun time for students who attend manhattan schools who live all across the state including people who do live here in town uh, there's lots of summer programs available for students so you can check out the summer um, if you're still looking for plans for your kids for the summer Free summer meals for all kids ages 1 through 18 between June 6th and July 22nd. And those meal locations are at Lee, Mar, Woodrow, Eisenhower, and MHS East. Um, and they will have breakfast between 8 and 8.30 and lunch from 11.30 to 12.30. And kids have to be present. Um, during the pandemic, there were some times where people could take them to go, but kids actually have to show up um, to get a meal. All right. I have a little bit of connectivity issues here, Kristen, but uh, I want to repeat the, the list of sites here real quick. It'll be at uh, Lee Elementary, Marlatt, Northview, Ogden, Theodore Roosevelt, and Woodrow Wilson, as well as Eisenhower Middle School and the MHS East Campus. And that begins uh, again on June 6th, it runs through the 22nd of July. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Sorry, let me know if you're still having problems. Okay, yeah, we'll 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 continue to monitor that here. Um, as far as uh, other other things going on here, I know we've talked in the past, Eric, about uh, positions open here. I know the bus barn has been a, a key area of need there. How how have things been going on that front? Yeah, well, we're we're made we made it through. Yeah, that that was the key thing is to make make it through this year. But yeah, we're we're going to be looking for summer help along the way so we can have summer help in our summer paras with our um, summer programs that we have summer maintenance and child nutrition could use some summer employment help too and you can go to our website for that but it's not too early to start looking for next year so especially if you're interested in driving the bus because there's some training um, that we'd really love to have you complete in the summer and finish that up so you're ready to drive day one Um, sometimes people get hired on right at the beginning of the year and then it's two three weeks before they can finish their training and get their license finished so if you're interested in doing that um, 
great job, great connection to kids. It's really important and it's needed in our community. Um, and I, I think the transportation, we, we, we're going to focus on that this summer and really try to get more people in on that end to take a little pressure off our maintenance. Yeah. Uh, Chris and I, I've heard you even speak about this at past meetings, you and others, uh, about how concerning it is here for transportation. It is concerning. And, and Eric just said, it's very hard on the maintenance team. Um, they're getting behind on other projects that they need to be doing because they're spending so much time driving buses. And we need to figure out a lot so that we can even that out. We did. I, I did get a report yesterday. It was the first day we did not use a maintenance driver Woo-hoo! yesterday. So awesome. um, great job, transportation department getting in. <laughs> yeah. It's been a year. Yeah, well, it definitely has. And we've come a long way. If you think about it here from the beginning of the school year, where we were at here with uh, COVID and, and, and the masks and everything like that, really the last two school years and almost two and a half, if you go back to March of 2020. But, uh, you know, the fact that we're where we're at now, I think uh, everybody is probably breathing a sigh of relief. We made it, you know, um, we I wouldn't go back and repeat this last two and a half years for anything. I, I don't I don't I don't think anybody would want to venture down that path again. But I think we've learned some things. I think we've grown in some ways. And what I've been, you know, encouraging people that next year at the beginning of school, we're, we're it's going to be a hard reset. Basically, you know, we're going to do the control alt delete and or maybe power <laughs> off power on and, and come back and kind of reset some things. Um, and, and I know we need to be leery. Uh, COVID hasn't gone away. If you look at some positivity rates around the state and the commu- some communities really struggling with it, but I don't think we'll approach it the exact same way that, that we did before. And I think those are things we learned as well. So we always need to move forward with caution, but you know, good hard reset next year um, and make it as normal as possible in, in getting back to that. And I've heard at the national level, some, some talks of the the COVID learning gap here. Are, have you seen evidence of that uh, in the schools? I think it's always hard to tell because we're, we're usually a year behind and, you know, we, we totally missed testing one year. Um, so it's difficult to tell on that. I, I think some teachers report some struggles. You know, you can definitely see some kids that it didn't hamper whatsoever. And then you have other, other families that it impacted um, severely. And that's why these summer opportunities are there and they exist, you know, been trying to uh, we have ESSER on on the agenda tonight for our ESSER three funds but you know we, we tried to target a lot of that into summer learning and making sure the kids that need that summer learning opportunities that they're there for them and trying to get that caught up and, and that time made but that it takes a lot of effort and and people have to commit and they still have to come in during the summer and do the work so hmm. all right well uh, let's take our first break on the program here and we'll come back we'll get into some of the things that are on the agenda here tonight we're talking with Eric Reed and Kristen Brighton, USD 3D3. In Focus continues in a moment here on KMAN. Back on In Focus News Radio KMAN and uh, Troy Coverdale producing things for us here. USD 3D3 officials uh, Eric Reed and uh, Kristen Brighton joining us. We have a phone call, I understand. So uh, we'll go to the phone lines first. Good morning. You're on In Focus. Thank you. This is a question for the board member. What's the status of the private group that you were going to put together, I believe, to deal with a mascot issue several months ago? Um, for the time being, no work is being done on it. And what prompted that? 
the private with, group? Uh, people on both sides of the hard time getting everybody willing to come together to work on it, which is what my I have people who said when you get some movement, we'd love to work on it. Um, so it's kind of just on the table until I can get enough people willing to collaborate. That was my goal all along was to try to reach um, some sort of community consensus to move forward on it. Still hopeful that we might be able to do that at some point. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. I right, appreciate the call here this morning. Uh, again, we're talking again with Kristen Brighton and Eric Reed, Assistant Superintendent. As uh, we look ahead to tonight's meeting, and uh, uh, we'll start with donations and grants, and uh, what's coming in uh, tonight, Kristen? Yeah, we have a uh, fifty-seven hundred and fifty accepting tonight. Fifty-dollar cash donation from Manhattan High School Performing Arts Support Group to Manhattan High School for Orchestra Supplies. To Frank Bergman Garden, um, and a seventeen hundred and fifty-dollar cash donation support group to Manhattan High School for band supplies. So as always, we're very grateful for all the support from the community. All right. Yeah, we always appreciate the donations and grants here. Again, we kind of cut out a little bit there, Kristen, but uh, we're trying our best here with this connection here this morning. Um, I apologize. <laughs> no, it, it, it's all good. It's technology. Yep. That's how a lot, lot of support from the performing arts group, uh, parent group at the at the high school for the different programs and the and a city of Manhattan grant to help uh, with a pollination garden. So excited for butterflies and bees helping them out. Yeah. Um, also, also wanted to highlight, you know, one of our agenda items um, is a grant from the Deal Community Foundation. Um, basically, it's a public art grant um, that we're receiving at Ogden Elementary, and we may have several more of those coming up. But it's a significant um, outdoor public art is is the intention of this fund. Um, so th this is the first of probably several um, coming up to the board. So really wanted to highlight the, you know, the community foundation and the deals um, for making this a public thing. They've done a lot of projects around town and we're going to try to use our school campuses as that area for out outdoor public art. So we're, we're really excited about that project over at Ogden. Yeah, that sounds pretty exciting. And uh, there's also, a, as far as construction is concerned, uh, I see here item 9.11 on the new business is uh, an agreement for uh, construction of public infrastructure, something with the city here. What, what's going on over here? Yeah, that's that's down at our transportation and child nutrition offices. Um, there's going to be some infrastructure improvements with the city. So anytime we're doing a lot of our projects, they can concur with something the city's doing. And we've done this on multiple projects is kind of work together. While we've got the road torn up and, and we're making those improvements anyway, it's a good time for us both to get in there and do what we need to do. It's a little more cost effective when we do it that way for, for both sides, actually. So um, we got that city agreement um, on Hayes Drive um, for some of the stormwater drainage um, going out in front along, along Hayes Drive. Okay. It's always and good when we can partner together. Any other construction that we'll see uh, happening over the summertime? Yeah, we, we've got uh, the four elementary schools out for bid right now, um, Woodrow Wilson, Bluemont, um, Theodore Roosevelt, and Ogden, and we should be seeing those start up. We, we should be bringing those uh, bids to the board, hopefully at the June meeting, um, first June meeting um, th that we have. 
the, those are tracking a little bit over budget. So we'll, we have some number crunch and, uh, figure out and probably do some flip flops on some stuff to, to make it happen. Cause we need to get those projects in, but dirt should be moving on those projects this summer. If you drive around Northview, they're in process as well. Um, with their shelter going up, their parking area was completed, um, a couple weeks ago. So they've been parking on that and I think really enjoying, enjoying that at Northview. Yeah. I've, I drive by there quite a bit on my way over here to work and yeah, the construction is going up pretty quickly over there. Uh, there's some other items here on the agenda tonight that are, you know, people will probably want to take notice of. The first reading of uh, the school meal prices here for 2022 and 2023, just a little bit of a slight increase here. And uh, for a little background, I know the last couple of years there's been a waiver put in place here uh, for everyone to have free meals, but that's expiring. Yeah, dur- during the COVID process, you know, the federal government came in and, and they, they reimbursed for full full meals for everybody, um, breakfast and lunch. So we've been working on that and that has not been re-upped. I I believe there's a bill sitting in Congress somewhere. I believe it's a Senate bill, um, for consideration. I really don't know how much traction that has. I I think with some people it has a lot of traction with other people it does not. So right now, um, we're going to be asked to go back to paid lunch, um, with the free reduced applications, just, just like we used to do, um, prior to COVID. And so you can apply for that and, and qualify for that, or we're back on free meals. So, you know, we, we haven't really changed prices in two years, and everybody knows what inflation's done. So we've tried to keep that down as minimal as possible. So we've just got slight increases um, coming along that line. Chris, I don't know if you want to jump in on that at all, uh, kind of what, what uh, your thinking is when, when you see that coming up on the agenda tonight. Um, I think it's inevitable. I mean, just like Eric said, with inflation and so forth, I think everybody should um, be grateful from the the, the grants that we've had um, for the past couple of years. I actually looked those numbers up um, for the speech I gave at graduation, and each family has saved $1,000 per student or $1,500 if they did lunch and breakfast over the past two years. So for some families, that has been um, a big help as they've gone through some of the financial struggles as the district being able to deal with all the supply chain issues, um, I think it's pretty inevitable. We'd probably have to go up a little bit, but I, I know everyone has done what they can to keep the prices stable. Yep. Yep. I didn't know when it was going to come to an end here, but, uh, you know, time to get back to life as normal, I suppose. That's, it's part of being normal, I, yeah. I think, and, and unless something changes. So we'll, we'll see if anything changes along the way. It always can, and sometimes they don't give us much warning um, with that. And if they do, we'll, we'll get a new plan put together because um, it really does change how we approach things. Mm-hmm. Well, another topic here tonight, Lou Faust will be back uh, presenting uh, the ESSER 3 budget information. I guess this is the second reading. Well, we've kind of given highlights of where we were, but this is actual presented um, of how how we plan to break down our ESSER 3 funds um, going in and asking for board approval for that so we can turn it into the Kansas State Department of Education. There, there's still some details that we'll work out with that, but as far as the large silos of our intentions, um, this kind of lays that out right there. All right, so be sure to tune into that. Lou is full of information. He over-explains a little, you know, you know, someone who doesn't understand layman's terms, uh, it can be hard. It can be a lot. He's a teacher through and through, <laughs> and I and I think he 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 wants people to understand. Um, you know, th- this is millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's millions of dollars of taxpayer money. Um, 
and there's certain rules we have to follow with it. And he wants people to un- understand those things. And that's, that's important to him. It's important to us too. And it's part of our transparency process. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I was just going to say, Lou's done a great job leading that process. Everyone on the community support and, and I'm excited. There's a, the spreadsheet's huge, all the different breakdowns of how the money is going to be spent. So I'm looking forward to hearing a loose summary of the whole thing tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it'll be good to hear that. Uh, anything else here of, of note tonight that we should highlight? There's a lot of things on there um, <laughs> to approve. You know, it's it's summer, so we're buying computers. We're buying a lot of maintenance equipment. You know, we're specking out projects and doing those things. Um, we're doing a lot of disposals of, you know, things that have reached the end of their life with the school district, trying to get them off with Purple Wave and see if we can find some value in them. Um so pretty, pretty much at the end of the year, um, normal stuff. It seems like a lot of action items, and it is. Uh, um, but it's things we typically do right before summer starts. All right. Well, take a look at, uh, you know, I know you had graduation this past weekend. That was uh, more of a normal event here as well as we get, kind of get back to more of those. What was your uh, impression of graduation being back indoors? Uh, Chris and I know you spoke at it. Oh, it was it- – we've always been able to do graduation. I think everybody was just super thrilled that we didn't have to have masks. And um, I just, there seemed to be a lot of energy and excitement in the room. And it was really great to see everybody smiling and um, we should do it. We had a group. So yeah, no, continues to let us have that partnership and have graduation in Bramlage. It, it just makes it very special. Yeah, I, I love that it works well that, you know, we don't have to limit, we don't have to limit tickets when we use Bramlage, but we still have the safety of a indoor venue. You know, I, I was thinking about that at about four in the morning when that storm woke me up that I'm, I'm just like, thank goodness we haven't set up for graduation and have our stage set and have everything blown over and have to have to be in there ready to go in the morning and wipe off all the chairs and just, just to be able to have a controlled environment that isn't limited um, to six tickets or four tickets is, is really exciting. You know, I, it was fun. It it was just a lot of fun. Graduation's always, always a fun time, always a good event. Um, Proud of our kids. You know, you think about what they've gone through in their four years of high school and it was not my four years of high school experience. They, they had some things that really working against them. And to see their smiles and to see them come through and to see it um, come through to culmination was just, it's just outstanding. It's why you do what you do in mm-hmm. this business. Well, I got to say, I'm going to give a personal shout out to Marlad because that's where my my daughter goes to school. And they did a really nice fifth grade promotion on Monday. It was out held outdoors on the playground. And they had speeches. They had uh, some songs that they did. I, I It was a total surprise to me. They didn't tell us anything. They just kind of, it was a surprise to the parents mostly. But it was wonderfully done, and you know, she they they've had a hard couple of years themselves. Uh, started in third grade with the yeah. the COVID shutdown, and to finish up and and get ready for middle school. I mean, they're all pretty proud. So, uh, kudos to Sheila Stevens over there, and she's the principal and uh, did a good job with that. Yeah, they're they're always so creative, way way more creative than Eric Reed was as an elementary principal. <laughs> so you can be thankful we have who we have. Yeah. And bo- both of our middle schools had eighth grade promotions last night, too. So it's been fun to see all the pictures on Facebook. They they seem like everybody was super happy. Those middle school students had the whole time in middle school was completely disrupted as well. So it was 
it was great to see those smiling faces. And I think everyone's just very happy to hopefully be on the other side of things. Yep, absolutely. Oh. All right, forgot to push a button there. So uh, that's going to wrap up our uh, segment here, though. Kristen, thank you for being here with us this morning. And Eric, good to talk to you again, as always. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. All right, school board meeting, 630 tonight, Robinson Education Center uh, for the USD 33 board. We'll hear from Kevin Ingram up next, Manhattan Christian College here on K-Man. And we're back on In Focus, News Radio KMAN. Continuing on the education theme here today, we've got Kevin Ingram, president of Manhattan Christian College in studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Is this your first time here since Troy's been here? Um, I think Troy interviewed me last summer, maybe, for oh, the first time okay. he and I met when he was sitting for you while you were on vacation or something. That right? would be correct, yes. Good to see you, Kevin. Good to see you as well. I mean, I hear him morning and afternoon. I mean, in the <laughs> yeah. morning on the way to work and on the way home on the game. So yeah, I don't know what you do in your spare time, but it seems like you're always on Spare air. time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? What is that? <laughs> yeah, no, and anymore, I guess... The, the way things go, we're, we're kind of all over the place anymore. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, staying busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to talk to you here. And it's an exciting time of the year because it's the end of the school year. And I guess you guys actually ended your school year a little earlier, didn't you? Well, we actually ended the school year the same time as everybody else, with K-State, that is. and uh, But yet we graduate a week early. Okay. Uh, that I've been here 23 years, and we've been doing that ever since. And I think part of the reason why is it's just a practical thing. If we did it on the same weekend as K-State, the hotels were full, the restaurants are full, and everything right. else. And so it allows some of our grads and families to have maybe a, you know, a little more personal weekend by able to enjoy the uh, having less traffic in town and everything else. So we graduate on Saturday, and then we finish up with finals the week after that. And the majority of our seniors, you know, they um, some of them have some finals to do and projects to turn in, but the majority of them are mostly done. And but as usual, we uh, it's you know we give them their graduation uh, packet, but it's just a letter saying once everything is finalized, you will be receiving your diploma. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of the territory, but it, it just helps out. And we've done something recently, and uh, now that we have our activity center, you know Howie's activity center, it works really well. That uh, we used to host graduation at K State and Forum Hall, and we now moved it into our activity center, and we moved it to the morning and. I mean, this year was actually the best weather we'd had in a while because we'd been through all that rain and cool, and it was just a perfect spring. It was our one spring day that we had this spring, <laughs> thankfully for graduation, and it went really well. Well, that's good. How many did you graduate this year? Um, I think we had 39 total grads and had about 34 walks. Some of them had finished in December, and we don't do a December um, a December ceremony, so they came back, and uh, some came back and some didn't. So, yeah, it's just a fun day. I mean, it really is. You, it's very rewarding for all of us. It's kind of bittersweet. You know, we, we love having them as students, but that's why they're here is to finish up and move on and to make a difference. And so and we're excited about what they're going to be doing out in the world. Yeah, it's a it's a cycle for, for, for someone who works as an administrator here at the, at the uh, school. You, you see the cycle come and go every year, but it's got to be uh, a little bittersweet, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, it really is. And what was cool for me today was there's a I was a youth pastor in western Kansas in 86 and met a young man who was a sophomore in high school. And he ended up, by the time he finished his college career, I mean, high school career, walked away from a football scholarship at Pitt State and came to MCC. And he, uh, he definitely, uh, his son graduated this year and uh, from MCC. So it was kind of fun to see a multiple generation. So for me, it was really personally rewarding. 
Excellent. And I bet you get that a lot. You probably have students come back and say hi every once in a while. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. And, uh, I mean, there's several of us at the school that have been around long enough and are getting old enough that we start seeing the children <laughs> of parents come back. So who the parents we worked with when we were there, and now their kids are coming. So it's it's a good reminder of how old we're all getting, too, but it's a great day. I laugh and joke with my wife because she's wrapping up her first year of teaching in ESOL, and I said, you just wait because about 10 years from now, you're going to see the, the same second grader going to be in like 10th grade or 11th grade, whatever. And they're going to come back deeper voice and say, hey, oh, exactly thanks, right. teach. Don't even recognize some <laughs> of them. That's right. Yeah. Well, it, it's exciting anytime you get to work with uh, students here. And the last couple of years, I know, have been a challenge here, as we alluded to with uh, Kristen and Eric of USD 3D3. But, you know, we're here at the end of the year. Good time to take a reflection. It really is. And uh, we always do. We call it a team retreat, but it's really just a morning that we would spend from like uh, – eight in the morning till about one o'clock uh, at the end of the year, the week after school is out. And we had that day yesterday with all of our team. And it, it was a great reminder for one of the MCC team and everybody who serves there. And uh, they are just a tremendous group of people who are really committed to our mission, committed to the school, committed to uh, to Christ, committed to our students. And uh, it was really a fun day. And due to the just the stress of the last couple of years, we normally at this meeting do a little bit of strategic planning and review our plan and what do we need to add to it. And this year, really the majority of it was um, was we tried it just to be informative and fun. And so we had every department share highlights from the year from their department. And there were some personal highlights in our department. We have this new employee and and this, this employee had a child and this one had a grandchild. And we had some of that, but also just some of the highlights in the year. Uh, for their department. And in the middle of those highlights, we uh, we played some minute to win it games. And we got a bunch of gift cards for uh, for our employees and whoever won the game, we gave them a gift card, you know, a $5 gift card to Sonic and Chick-fil-A and Brothers Coffee and just kind of had a lot of fun. And so it really kind of was a nice day com- coming off of the last couple of years. Uh, but I would say that, um, you know, for COVID perspective, I heard the USD 383 guys talking about it before we got on. And um, you know, we have had no COVID incidences since February on our campus. We really kind of had a little balloon of over 60 who were exposed and quarantined and all of that in February. And really since then, we haven't had any. And nobody that even that I know of that we sent for testing. And so we were, we finished that last few months. It was really kind of nice and relieving to be able to finish that way. And, uh, but then some of the other highlights that, you know, that's obviously a highlight for all of us. But you know, we our faculty in the last couple of years have been working on a curriculum review, and that's where they review everything that's offered. How do we make sure that, you know, with students coming in, like one of the unique things, students are coming out in with more hours. You know, they're coming in from 18 to 24 hours, and some of them a little bit more, some of them a little bit less. But how do we make sure that our curriculum allows some of those hours to be utilized since we're so unique in who we are as a Christian college? And they did a great job of analyzing everything and regrouping and retooling our curriculum to where there are more hours available for our students to transfer in so that they're that way much more fruitful for MCC. Uh, and they uh, and just to restructure everything to make sure it's efficient and effective and and really, uh, you know, pertinent to the, the professions these students are going to be going into. So I want to, that was a highlight the faculty shared. And, um, you know, athletics, I, I've shared it on the radio. We had three teams go to nationals. Every one of them had a conference player of the year. You know, every one of them, you know, just had uh, all Americans. Every one of them, you know, were just really excited about what they produced. And then another highlight would be Anderson Village. You know, it was a year ago, August, when we closed on that facility. 
it's worked out really, really well for us to, to be able to have that facility right next door. And obviously, internally, we're learning what it means to manage a property like that, you know, because it's, you know, we've had old houses people would live in, but to have retail establishments and housing, and uh, we're learning a lot. And, um, but it's kind of fun to see. And I'll take a second to share uh, that, you know, people have asked, how are you going to be using Anderson Village? You know, one of the number one questions is, when are you going to tear it down? Well, that's not our plan at all. Uh, we want to leave it in place, and uh, we're going to keep the first floor retail the same. You know, excited to say that um, all of the retail spaces are under lease now, and hopefully the, the last one that will be coming online will be opening soon, any week now. And that's the Bobo Tea and Frozen Yogurt coming, the two businesses that were here before, uh, with a bobo tea place and a yogurt, you know, orange, or, what was it, orange leaf? That was the name of it. I forgot. It's been a couple of years. Uh, they're combining those into one location, and some uh, some owners are opening up that, and so we're excited about that being back in town, period, but also in that being our facility right in the middle of town. And, and then eventually the plan is to use the apartments for student housing. Uh, right now, due to declined enrollment, just like K-State and all of us are fighting, uh, we're going to be able to keep um, our students in the current housing that we have available, but we're going to continue renting out the apartments on the second floor to the community. And so uh, we have a project this summer coming up in one of our residence halls that will be able to convert it to be a little more diverse for us, you know, from a housing perspective, but also uh, it'll work for us And because, you know, we didn't want to give away that income. And uh, an exciting thing, well, I don't know. Let me stop. Do you have any questions? Anything I'm missing? Let me let me pause here. Yeah, I might just ask briefly on on the housing uh, front. We're seeing a lot of inflation right now. Do you see prices going up for for housing here on the at the college level? I don't know what. Well, obviously, you know, if we uh, you know we do have to keep pace with inflation, and we had sat uh, we had set our our fees really several months ago, uh, before all of the you know somewhat before a lot of this hyperinflation had been hitting. You know, the eight eight and a half percent. So we are. Um, you know, we're going to be behind the eight ball this year because I think we, we increased either two or 3% our fees and everything. Uh, so we're going to be behind the eight ball a little bit, but, um, you know, really the, the, the main cost would be on food and some of the utilities for us. And so with it spread out over so many people, hopefully that will help the impact be a little bit less. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to deal with it and move on. So, uh, make the best of it as well as we can. But yeah, it's a, you ask a great question, and watching the news, I go, oh, we should have waited a little longer. And we did wait some, but we should have waited a little longer. But you know, we also feel the pressure of what it costs to go to college, right. and we don't want that to, to get so far out of line. Um, you know, although we also have to pay the bills to be able to provide what we do, and so it'll be unique. I think there's a big worry in this country about the the, the affordability of college in general. Not 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 just a private school, but also you know your your four year institutions. At some point, you're going to price out the market here. Yeah, we're going to price out the market. But there's an analogy that, you know, I heard from the president of the Kansas Independent College Association, which I think is so true. You know, the average student college debt leaving MCC is probably in the 23000 24000 range, the last number I heard a year or two ago, which is too much. I don't like that. But the, the average college student also drives a car that's worth more than that. And the day they drive that car off the lot, it is worth less. And every day after that, of course, right now, with what used cars prices are doing, it's not maybe a fair analogy because those are staying in there. Uh, but it's worth less as it ages and has miles on it. And a college degree is worth more every day. And there are so many statistics out there that verify college graduates make more income and it lasts over their lifetime. And so uh, it's one investment that will pay dividends their whole life. And yet we also make so many other investments in things that lose value every day. Uh, 
Right. Really, the only thing that we most of us invest in that gains value would be our homes, and uh, and that gained value. And so, uh, you're right. You're totally right. It's a market issue, but yet. Uh, you know, when prices are going up, how do you pay your staff and faculty well enough with insurance going up? You know, MCC still takes the step of providing the insurance for our faculty and staff and their families, not just the individuals. Hopefully we'll be able to continue that, but that may be one area that we one day will have to change. We don't know, but we're going to try to keep that as long as we can. Economically speaking, I, I know uh, well, you've been there since 85? I, I've been there. I graduated in 86 as a student, but I came back in 99. So I've been there okay. since 99. Okay. Well, this is probably the most challenging economic time, I would think, here in, in your career. Well, pro- yeah, in my career as a, working at the school, yes. But um, as a student, the college was in some more severe financial times uh, in 1985. And that's when we sold the land that Anderson Village sits on to generate the income, but that's when the farm economy and the oil economy had both crashed at the same time. And so when you look at a lot of our donors and donor churches are in that oil and farm, you know, industry, uh, it affected the college in a very big way in the mid eighties. And, and it took them several years to dig out of it. And so, yes, it is challenging. uh, But I, you know, I can gratefully say that, you know, God's been providing in some unbelievable ways this year and uh, really been thankful for that. All right. We'll take a quick time out. We'll get into some more topics here. I know you got a uh, enrollment growth. We're going to talk about how they're going to try to work on that and a golf tournament as well. We'll preview coming up in the next segment. Stay tuned. In Focus continues in a moment. We are back here on In Focus News Radio KMAN. We're talking with Kevin Ingram, president of Manhattan Christian College, uh, joining us here as he does every couple months. Uh, we are going to talk here a little bit about uh, an initiative MCC is starting. Uh, to focus on enrollment growth and uh, have you kind of explain uh, the kind of the meat and potatoes of this? Yeah, we're you know we've been looking at the last couple of years just for one all the external challenges facing colleges right now, and there are many. You know, like you brought up the cost of education, uh, but I you know then there's also less high school kids. Period. It, we're in the middle of a generational dip, which is going to take another little dip in 25 and 26 because of the 08 recession. People had started having less kids at that point. And so those are a variety of things like that that I could sit here and say, you know, um, that is affecting our enrollment. But those things are out of our control. And so in looking at that over the last few months, I was able to go to ABHE, which is one of our accrediting associations for Bible colleges. And while I was there, just taking some time away out of the office, I realized this is all the things we can't control, but I asked the question, what can we control? And what we can control is to be the most efficient and effective that we are and can be in our recruitment processes and systems and everything else. And when I was down in February, there's a good friend of mine I've met since 2012. He's a consultant who does higher ed consulting. And we had lunch, and in the middle of that lunch, I just realized, you know, we need to do what we can to make sure we're efficient and effective. And and so ABHE has this enrollment growth initiative with the partners of several areas of expertise in marketing and enrollment who have come together and it's an agreement initiative that you sign and it's a, about an 18 to 22 month commitment and uh, this team came in and they were here and last week we were looking at June or July and they called and said hey uh, we've had a cancellation and we can come uh, May 11th through the 13th it was finals week it was a busy week but we wanted to get started on this and so that team of three came in last week two came in one came in by zoom and uh, they had focus groups with faculty, first-year students, staff, financial aid, recruiters, you name it, uh, to gain a perspective on where we are 
from an recruitment recruitment perspective. And we had to fill out like 70 questions and send all that information to them ahead of time, all of our marketing materials, everything. And then they came in last week with the focus groups and they gave us an initial summary, but by early June, we're gonna get a report that says, here are things that we can work on. And it's gonna be broken down in 90 days, in the next 90 days, here's some low hanging fruit, you know, just the basics, blocking and tackling is the analogy they used, that we can change and get back to the basics and make sure that we're the best that we can be. But then a second layer will be, here are some longer term things that we need to begin leading the discussion, and they're gonna help lead the discussion of what we need to do to sharpen our focus on our recruitment. And by the late fall, through this 90-day focus and a longer-term focus, they're going to work with our enrollment team to lay out a strategic enrollment plan. Here's what we've been doing and we've been doing well. Here's what we need to improve. And here is the plan that we're going to follow with dates and months. And this is what we do in August and September and January and March. And and they're going to help us uh, develop that enrollment plan. And then they will, combined with that, provide coaching for our team for the next 18 months. They'll come in every quarter and have in-person visits. And uh, really, we're excited about that. You know, it was... You know, I told our admissions team, don't be afraid of it. I know two of the guys very well that are coming in. They're positive. They're encouraging. um, And they're going to come in and just say, here's what you do well, but here's what we can do better. And here's some ideas to consider. And um, and so we're excited about what that's going to produce. So they've they've assessed and done some assessment and are finalizing that right now. Uh, They're going to help us. Um, develop some strategy and improve our strategy and say this is good but what can we do better here and then they're going to provide coaching for 18 months and we're in transition with a director of that department who leads that department and it's people said are you going to push pause because of it and I said no I think this is a really good time to do it so then our new director comes in and has coaching you know for the next 18 months to work with them as they develop the plan and so again we got to control what we can control internally and uh, this was the step that we decided to make, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to help us not only with recruitment, but I also believe there's going to be some suggestions from a retention perspective because our best commercial are our satisfied customers, our students who go home and tell their friends, man, you need to come to college here. And so uh, we just began that, and it'll be uh, you know, going on for the next 18 to 20 months and are excited about it. Just you know, what can we control? This is what we can control, so let's be our best. Well, hopefully uh, we'll see some positivity come out of that because when Manhattan Christian College does good, that's good for the whole community. It's good for the community, and so we, uh, we're we excited about it. The guys that came in came in, I think, with a combined 80 years of experience. Nice. One of them has served for 40 years in higher ed and enrollment specifically, another one for over 20 years in higher ed enrollment specific, almost 30 years. And then the, the guy from marketing, I'm sure he's at least 10 or 20 as well. So I appreciate the experience they bring to the table and the attitude they came with, so it'll be awesome. All right. Uh, got a couple minutes left here with uh, Kevin Ingram. You have a golf tournament coming up this fall. Golf tournament. Guy, the people who are in town who received the mailing had know that we. Uh, this is the time to sign up, and we have people who are signing up to sponsor and signing up to play. Uh, and it's coming up on September 23rd. It's a Friday. Uh, pretty much that same Friday in the month of September every year, 9 o'clock shotgun start. To play is $150, and uh, about a third of that benefits the college. And the other two-thirds cover the expenses of the day. But um, we can have sponsorships at a whole or T-level, Sand Trap, event sponsors, uh, everything. They can go to our website and find that information. Uh, We've had a lot of faithful partners because I think this is our 23rd year, and many of them have been with us the entire 23 years. And we're so grateful for this community and how well they support so many of us nonprofits in town. And so 
people can go on our website, uh, mccks.edu, and search for the golf tournament, and that'll be there. The day before, let me do a brief commercial. It's our 20th annual leadership breakfast, and this year we have one of our dual degree alumni who got a degree from MCC um, in Bible and also a degree from Kansas State in business, finished his MBA from the University of Louisville. Uh, Darren Key is a uh, Kansas, uh, Kansas young man who now lives in Florida and runs a ministry, Christian Financial Resources. He's a certified financial planner, and this is a, a ministry that um, provides funding for churches, and it's a church extension fund to help churches, which it's traditionally difficult to get help uh, loan-wise for churches that are new and have no assets, and how do they get a loan to move forward and start a church? Uh, that fund is well over $700 million now and growing. And uh, it's one of the top 20 funds in America of all the church extension funds. And Darren will be coming back to share that day a quest for success. And not only the recipe that they've used in the organization for success, but Darren also just recently wrote a book, The Quest, which is uh, leading to financial health for individuals and families and couples. And so we're excited about Darren coming in. He is just a tremendous young man. We're very proud of him and what he's doing. And so that's the Thursday before September 22nd is our leadership breakfast. The 23rd is the golf tournament. We'd love to have people come. One brief commercial. I don't know how much time we have looking at the clock. About a minute. But May 19th through the 28th, in that time frame, we've tried it for two years, and they've been canceled for two years. <laughs> so we're trying to regroup for 2023. Uh, we're sponsoring a trip to the Holy Lands. And if anybody would love to go to Israel, if they'd be interested, contact the school, and we'll get them in contact with our travel agent. And we hope to put together a good crew and to see a lot of the sites there in Israel and to be in Jerusalem and the Sea of Galilee and everything, which is uh, incredible. It's going to be in that 4000 to 4200 range financially, see what costs do, but love to have people join us. Thanks That's, again for the time. Yeah, you bet. That's exciting. And always good to talk to you, Kevin. Appreciate uh, getting to visit once again. You as well. You, you guys both have a good day.